0: Welcome to this podcast episode on people and culture and deals. I'm Sander van Laaren, director of our people and transformation team, and I have the pleasure to be your host today. I'm here with David De Smet, director of our deals M&A team. Thank you for joining me, David. Can you please give a brief introduction about yourself?
1: Hey Sander, uh, good morning and thanks a lot for the invitation. very happy to be here and indeed a, a brief introduction on myself so my name is uh, david in the meantime i work uh, i think 13 years uh, for pwc and the past four years i'm part of the the deals m&a team uh, which is uh, a, a new platform one of the platforms that have been created um, it combines different teams that focuses on yeah the end-to-end uh, transaction you could say um, within deals MA, you have different sub-teams Uh, And myself, I'm leading the DDV team. You might have heard of that. It stands for Delivering Deal Value. And we focus uh, mainly on the integration uh, once you acquire the company or the separation or the carve out so you can uh, sell uh, a a part of your business or a business unit.
0: Thank you. Uh, Let me maybe also introduce myself. Uh, um, As I mentioned before, I'm part of the People and Transformation team. And I would say covering a rather broad scope of people related topics such as culture, change management, HR and workforce. Um, I do have a special interest um, in deals because it's where all those topics come together. Um, and I'm delighted to be here with you, David, um, to delve further into the role of people and culture in the context of deals and MA. and um, David, why are people topics important in a deals context uh, for you? um
1: what i really notice indeed is that um for me the success of uh, an integration or or a carve out because that's the focus of our team it really goes hand in hand with how well the people are aligned and how much they support yeah the, the the new way of working let's say and so for us to be able to deliver a successful integration or a carve out um, it's really critical to understand the human human dynamics that are involved um, and to manage these aspects as good as possible and therefore we worked already together with the the people and transformation team in the past
0: and I do think that people aspects and deals are often overlooked uh, in a lot of cases it starts mainly from a financial perspective and the people and, and culture impact uh, and related human capital risks uh, comes sometimes even as a kind of afterthought uh, in, in my perception. So I, I think it's important to spend some some time on this topic today um, to tackle the broad challenge uh, of addressing various aspects of, of people and culture um, during those uh, journeys. Um, and today we will focus on some of the fundamental elements uh, that shape the success of deals. Uh, So specifically, we will explore three key killers. uh, For for me, it's communication, it's culture uh, and it's the impact on HR. So um, let's share a bit our insights here and in in which people and culture are leveraged uh, as pivotal factors uh, in delivering a successful transformation and integration. During the initial phase and throughout the process of a merger or acquisition, frequent and transparent communication is crucial. Uh, David, w- why is communication important?
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's once again, eh, for me, it's very important to have a, a good communication. It's also what we see in most of our projects. Um, it's crucial indeed to, to maintain the trust with, with the different stakeholders involved uh, and to reduce uncertainty. Uh, because it's n- not just a project like like another one, I would say yeah, there's really a chance that yeah you might lose your job, for example, and you also feel that. And um, um, yeah, I think if you speak for yourself as well, if you don't know what's happening, it always feels worse than once you know the decision, even if the decision is maybe not that good. But um, and so therefore, I think having a good communication. Uh, is is crucial for the success of of an integration. Um, and actually, if you do it in in a good way, um, as mentioned, it can mitigate anxiety because yeah, you know where you're going, you know what will change, uh, and it will help to have a smoother transition. Um, yeah, if you don't have a good communication plan, it's the opposite, of course. Yeah, it can lead to misunderstandings. Uh, can lead to resistance to, to the whole project and as a consequence yeah, it might lead to a failed uh, integration or separation.
0: Yeah, and I think you're right that, that often there's a lot of emotion involved uh, in these kind of projects um, and that's where to me as well transparent communication uh, is instrumental. So I think to all impacted stakeholders, its, it's employees uh, but also others uh, that are involved Uh, to effectively minimize uh, the the anxiety uh, and to build trust and the overall intention and then the the execution of the deal. Um, For us, when we do this kind of projects, uh, it starts with having a a tailored communication plan, um, tailored to the context uh, and the culture. Um, And I I do sometimes see that there is a big focus uh, on the closure uh, of the deal uh, and then eventually the signing. But in between, there there's often less communication, uh, which which can also create that uncertainty where we talked about uh, uh, about the status of the transition, uh, what's the overall uh, in, intent, uh, which is not always clear, uh, and certainly uh, what is the impact it, uh, and what is the impact uh, on the different people. Um, I think it's important to have there that holistic plan in, in place, uh, to use different formats, te- techniques. To reach all of those people, uh, and in the end, it's it's indeed about creating trans- transparency um, there along all the steps uh, of the process. <clears throat> so, uh, I think also it's important to have there um, the channels for for the impacted employees to express their questions, their doubts, the fear they are having. I think often there is a risk that there is a lot of top-down communication. Uh, while forgetting and and giving a forum for for employees uh, also to speak up and to voice their opinions and concerns. So um, that's really important uh, for us as well uh, to put that in place uh, when we do those kind of projects. And um, I think next to that, I think, uh, well, talking about uncertainty, I think it's also important in making sure that we communicate transparent, as we mentioned before, but also to make sure it, it's accurate, that there is the right buy-in uh, on each step of the way. Um, David, can you highlight the role of effective communication and, and fostering trust and successful outcomes during during uh, this kind of uh, process?
1: Yeah, um, for sure, uh, Sander. So as, as I mentioned earlier, the, the success of a project and, and certainly in a deals environment as ours, uh, where, where different parties that... Where competitors in the past often come together? Yeah, it depends a lot on getting the noses in the same direction. Um, and as a consequence, how do you do that? Yeah, communication is key there. Um, and in the past, we did some uh, projects together. It might be interesting to share as well, I think, since about two years, two, three years, uh, for each uh, integration proposal that we draft. Uh, standardly, we include also a work stream on communication. Uh, We structurally involve that eh, because we we are really uh, convinced that it's uh, key to uh, include that, that it's key to the success, as I mentioned earlier as well. Uh, And on top of that, I think it differentiates us, PwC, from uh, competitors, eh, that we are the one-stop shop, which is also what we try to do uh, during an integration eh, by involving the other uh, teams, Um, And I I really recognize what you just said eh, when we work together on different projects. Um, I think the past year we had two, three projects where we worked together, where there was a communication work stream. I remember it was very important to have an end-to-end plan and to also have the end in mind already. uh, And not just to have ad hoc communications and to do firefighting, but really draft that end-to-end plan. When do we want to have which communication via which channel? do we um, communicate to all stakeholders do we forget any stakeholders it's not just employees but also clients suppliers uh, uh, and and other parties potentially Um, so indeed uh, thanks to uh, the knowledge you have in your team uh, by bringing all that expertise together it really helps us to to be more successful in the integrations and the carve-outs what
0: exactly is the role of culture uh, during this process um, for me,
1: culture uh, it's uh, what, what is culture it's uh, <laughs> everyone understands it, but, but to give a definition it's maybe always a bit more difficult. Um, yeah it defines a bit uh, how the how things are done in, in an organization. Uh, it encompasses shared values of of the workforce. Um, and also having a shared or a common culture or uh, not fully maybe but at least sufficiently shared culture is is key as well. Um, it, what are positive elements? Uh, is to have uh, an improved workers' morale. Um, you are more aligned with with the other parties. As I mentioned, you often you were competitors in the past. Uh, so the more you recognize each other, the more you understand each other. It can help to uh, to be more productive, uh, etc. Um, yeah, if it's not taken taken sufficiently into account, um, the culture aspect, it might lead to employee disengagement um, once again as well to resistance to to change Um, i think the worst thing a loss of key talent that that's often one of the most important hr topics we focus on during integrations um, mainly during integrations yeah it also that goes hand in hand with retaining the key people Um, but yeah, once again they should recognize themselves then in 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 the future way of working in the culture the new culture um, etc. So as important
0: I would say as as the previous part on communication. If then the strategy is to merge cultures, then it's obviously a major change and that cannot be overlooked. And and we know it it, it requires a very long time uh, to establish this. Um, so I do think it, it's important to, to involve and an, an, a lot of different employees in, in this process um, from the start by, by seeking their input, um, re- refining the culture, having clear what is this target culture, what we are talking about, uh, how is this enabling uh, in, in the end, uh, how our company is running uh, those uh, behaviors, mindsets, values that we talked about before. Um and that they should be also an, an encouraged uh, to be uh, to be part of that. Um, at Pediolusia, uh, we focus a lot on on that enabling of key behaviors uh, uh, as a as a pivotal step uh, in enabling cultural changes. Um, for us, it's also important uh, to to then communicate those shared values. Uh, what is the strategy about culture? Uh, and then create a clear plan uh, on how to activate this culture. Um, A key element there is is appointing cultural uh, integration champions, uh, or we call it also authentic uh, informal leaders, um, who will play a crucial role then in promoting the cultural alignment uh, at all levels. Um, I think while, while leadership commitment is definitely essential, um, yeah, the role of the ambassadors is also really important towards uh, the entire organization and really embracing the changes. Um, uh, from your perspective, David, are there any other interventions that you think are important when we talk about culture?
1: Um, maybe one more to add on, on the experience again we had is to monitor it continuously uh, and to adjust where possible. Uh, yeah, I remember on a few projects we worked together uh, where you performed a frequent pulse survey. Um, and I think that's that's really crucial as well, to do it at the start of the project. To have the, yeah, the starting point, the zero point, where do we start from. And then for example, every quarter to do a check-in and to see how it evolves. Um, because as you know, a eh, cultural alignment, it's not a, a one-time thing that, that's done overnight. No, it's really a long-term, ongoing uh, process. Uh, and for me as well, the the pulse survey, it's important to do it sufficiently granular uh, to to the different stakeholders. Um, I remember as well uh, that, that uh, yeah, if you do then the analysis afterwards, that you can clearly see, okay, we are we are integrating company A and company B. But maybe the people in company A, they are happy with how things are going. Maybe they don't have a lot that needs to be changed. Yeah, I don't know. But that we see yeah, the people in company B, oh, maybe they are not fully with us for the moment. Um, because I, that's important to have that granularity uh, that when afterwards you uh, list actions to be taken, yeah, it's easier if you know to whom uh, to target these actions.
0: Yeah, I think it's a very good point. And I think it's indeed uh, making sure there's quantitative, qualitative feedback. Uh, I do think uh, that also uh, typically we put those uh, champions in, in place, uh, that they also play a key role uh, in then uh, sharing back and, and escalating the feedback concerns back uh, to the project team and the people who are involved. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, Shifting gears to the role of HR um, um, in such transformation, how do these come into play during a merger or acquisition?
1: Yeah, so it's clear eh? HR is is really at the forefront of managing the human aspect in in the broader sense. Uh, I think we touched upon uh, two important things already, eh? the communication, the culture. Um, But HR takes it, for me, even broader eh? to really support the smooth transition um, and to maintain the workers' satisfaction in the broader sense. Uh, once again, it's about retaining key people, for example. Um, it's about yeah, keeping the motivation high uh, to make sure the noses are aligned, if, for which we use then the communication as well. It, it all comes together a bit for me. Um, and it's all as important for the, for the success of, of the integration.
0: Yeah, I think as well uh, HR should play uh, a key role uh, in those kind of projects. Um, I, sometimes it just involved uh, more in due diligence and then it's about providing key numbers such as headcount or people-related costs. But uh, yeah, like you said, I also consider them as a really driver when we talk about those culture and, and communication aspects. Um, and also do think that retention should always be a very uh, as a very uh, focused area there uh, for HR uh, with actively managing uh, throughout uh, the journey to, to, to avoid the risk of pe- key people leaving the organization. Um, when we talk about integration, uh, where obviously there is also an impact uh, on HR uh, as a function. I think it's uh, depending on the size and, and the extent of the transaction. Um, yeah, we should assess uh, this should also be assessed if there's an opportunity uh, for a smaller uh, or, or a broader kind of HR transformation um w- whether it's uh, the the the, the, imp- the implementation or harmonization of um HR information systems, the the, the harmonization of HR um, processes, policies, procedures. Um, things that uh, are sometimes more sensitive, like like benefit plans uh, as well, huh? or uh, yeah, the job descriptions and, and the the classifications of, of jobs. Um, I, I think it often also I offers a chance to to take this uh, yeah as a, as an opportunity to enhance or transform the way HR contributes uh, to the overall business. Huh? Um, and so yeah i think that there should be a clear kind of approach in place about adopting practices from yeah the acquirer or target uh, or blending the best approaches from both organisations or even completely redesigning hr systems and, and services so there should be a clear Uh, HR implementation plan in place and I I do think that HR uh, and their role when it comes to the overall integration but also the integration of the HR function um, is really important to the overall success. Yeah I I fully agree
1: Um, and I want to highlight again what you mentioned before as well eh, that for me uh, retaining key people, retaining the talents, uh, that's for us, one of the most critical aspects in in a deal, uh, because these people uh, they have the knowledge. Uh, often, that's uh, the reason why you pay a certain amount to acquire a company for the the human uh, talent that you acquire. Uh, they are really critical for the for the long term success.
0: And and do you have any experience, um, yeah, about those risks that you mentioned earlier in the case you have worked on? Yeah, um, yeah,
1: for sure. Um, also where we worked uh, together with with our teams uh, where it's together we identified and uh, who are really the key people we want to uh, retain Uh, and then together with the management of the company that acquired uh, the 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 target we defined uh, yeah what actions can we take and often uh, that's a combination of financial and non-financial aspects Uh, the non-financial ones or for example how do you see your role in the future in, in the company to uh, offer them uh, maybe that role that they envisage uh, that they can have uh, maybe a promotion or, or responsibility for a broader team? Um, we also see often that's even the, the most important aspect, certainly in the mid to long term. But next to that, uh, there is also a financial aspect, uh, the, the LTIPS, the long term incentive plans. Um, And in my personal opinion, I think that helps really more in the short term, uh, because indeed a lot changes in the short term. People are a bit uncertain. Um, How would it look like in the future? Will I stay yes or no? So the financial plan can help. But then once you find your way, uh, maybe you get the increased responsibility um, that helps even more. And so I think it's a combination of both. And also uh, there, the expertise you have in your team really helps us uh, on our projects.
0: No, thank you for sharing that, uh, David. And I think there's a lot to unpack uh, when it comes to, to HR. But I think that was already uh, a good insight uh, that, that you have shared. Um, so I think it has been an insightful discussion. Um, do you have any closing reflections yeah, first of all, Sander, thanks
1: a lot for uh, inviting me here. It was really a, a nice opportunity to be here. For me, a first time to uh, to record the podcast. So a bit uh, new for me, uh, but always nice to have a new experience. Um, next to that, I think it's also uh, differentiating us in, in the market. It, it, if we work together, um, so that's really positive. But in the end, of course, Um, Yeah, that's what clients really are looking for, that they can find uh, a one-stop shop and that they can really have successful integrations. And I think by bringing the expertise from uh, our combined teams, that uh, we will be able to help the clients in the best possible way.
0: No, thank you and yeah, also appreciate uh, for having this conversation uh, with you uh, today. Uh, David, um, I do think there there is still a lot more we can talk about those uh, topics Uh, but I do think that uh, when talking about uh, deals context that at least conscious choices should be made about uh, the three topics we talked about, about communication, culture and HR uh, and that HR has has a key role there to play as well Um, so um, thank you all for uh, listening and, and joining us today We invite all of you to watch us in the space on social media, on our website, or by contacting us directly. Catch us next time on our Workforce Podcast, where each month we share insights about burning challenges in the market. Until then, stay tuned, and see you next time.